Columbus, Ohio. Right in front, too. Just make sure to get a bunch of spit on, like, all over the mic. Yeah, I'm good at that. Oh, that's good. Did you like that? Were you recording that one? Yeah. Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University. Beers with the Brewers. All right, welcome to this week's episode of Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University Beers of the Brewers. Today is the Thursday, January 6, 2022 episode. Adam, one of the co-founders here at Land Grant, this week on the podcast, we have Mr. Wall Keys. How's it going? Head Brewer Dan Shaver. Ahoy. And Chris Helderman. Hello. Also this week, we got uh, we got returning, uh, you might say a couple things, but producer of the, new producer of the podcast here, uh, Eric Hafner. What's up, everybody? Uh, Welcome back. He, uh, Eric did a great job editing the podcast, the last episode we had. So this week, I'm excited about this one. It is the return of this year's iteration of our Space Grant series, which I don't know what number this is. Number seven, maybe? Maybe eight? Because we did a do- couple um, doubles. Well, I just stacked them up over there in the little trophy case. So it's three, it's a, it's a four, three, two, one pyramid. So that's four plus three is seven plus. No, that can't. That be would right. be ten. It could be because we did. We've no. done a couple duplicates. It's three, two, or it's four, three, one. So it's seven, eight, eight. There plus, it is. There's plus, the math. Plus EF one, which we did not can. Okay. Well, there so you nine go. Nine total. Nine total, but this year we are... Uh, That's how we figure out things here. It's, uh, it's the uh, Webb Black IPA in honor of the James Webb Space Telescope that finally launched into orbit uh, Christmas Day, I believe, here just a, just a little over a week ago, and not named after uh, bartender Jake Webb here nope. at the brewery, but um, yeah, it's a... Uh, you're wondering how this one tastes this year. Tropical. Citrus and cocoa. We'll talk more about the inspiration for the name and a little bit more in the Space Grant series if this is your first time learning about that. Uh, but without further ado, Mr. Dan Schaefer, tell us about this beer. Yeah, so I think uh, we were, at least we are hoping that the public is ready to go back to a pure black IPA style um, this year, uh, having done uh, coffee variant last two years yeah that sounds right definitely uh, at least last year yeah. yeah so um yeah it's it's a style that i really enjoyed back in its heyday and uh i think we are kind of eager to to bring bring it back in its truest expression so um 8.2 percent abv we usually do these a little uh beefier particularly since they tend to come out um well tend to come out ours comes out uh and the beginning of the winter season, so uh, a little bit of a hardier ABV never hurts anybody. Uh, 65 IBUs, and uh, this, the malt and hot bill for this was based off of um, my favorite black IPA that I've ever had was um, an old stone and joy by like way many, many moons ago. And, um, but it was, I remember it. Like I should look that up and see what hops are in it. And it was uh, Galaxy, Vic Secret, and um, Ella. 
how coincidental they were using Galaxy and we were using that for the uh, Space Grant beer. There you go. There you go. But um, uh, Ella and Vic Secret uh, being in short supply uh, these days and pretty expensive. Uh, but I did know that we had some very nice Galaxy in the house and um, sort of went back and um, was thinking about the, the beers from the past that we had done in the series and which ones were most successful. And I think Godspeed was probably everyone's favorite, so I was, I was taking a look at the recipe for that. And um, in, in addition to Galaxy and about a dozen other hops that we <laughs> chucked into that one, uh, there was uh, Mosaic and Amarillo. So I decided to pair the Galaxy with equal parts Mosaic Cryo and Amarillo Cryo, along with uh, our normal CTZ uh, both. We've taken to putting it in the mash just for fun. I like it. And uh, as a first word hop addition. Um, and, uh, but the, the malt base for that, again, is largely our silo malt. But uh, I was trying to mimic that, um, that stone and joy by with a little bit of uh, Carafa 2 uh, special, which is uh, a dehusked um, chocolate malt. And Black Prince, which we've used before, it's just um, a huskless variety of uh, rust- roasted malt to give you super, super smooth um, sort of coffee, cocoa, dark chocolate without uh, heavy, heavy roast that you get from a roast barley. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. I mean, just because there's, I think, it, what was it last week, how many, or maybe it was Take It Slow, how many different malts we were using for that that beer and really it's pretty simple malt bill when you think about it and pretty much just three three malts and and uh a few hops and it's a very very complex beer it was really nice though for the end of year everything must go you just you know you had any spare bags of hops you just kind of chuck them in there uh but yeah this is the, the i think the interesting thing about this as you uh I, you do get cocoa, coffee, a bit of a, a dark chocolate impression early on, but the more you drink of it, it kind of fades into the background and uh, into just the general bitterness of the beer, and you get all of the the tropical elements of it, which I had always said that I preferred sort of resinous, citrusy uh, versions of black IPAs, but then I realized all the ones that I generally like are more tropical and that <laughs> I'm stupid, so... Um, or maybe I was just having uh, people, you know, there is the, the problem of people making hoppy porters and calling them black IPAs or um, making, you know, basically stouts with roasted barley with a bunch of hops in them, uh, particularly tropical ones, and that does not work well. So we, we did it. We cracked the code. For a while, it was, uh, it was always said that um, black IPAs and imperial stouts you couldn't tell the difference and i was um that was uh, actually something i heard in school in brew school and i was like oh okay and then like maybe maybe not good ones because uh yeah there's not a whole lot of hop character there shouldn't be a whole lot of hop character in your imperial stout no maybe some bitterness but that's about all you should be getting and then there should just be a ton of aroma and flavor like is in this mm-hmm. one I guess a similar color, but even the head would be pretty different on those two Well, you two might beers. even have the same amount of hops, but they're going to be completely different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, going back to one of the first things Dan said, going back to the 
traditional, if you will, for a style that hasn't really been around that long, but traditional black IPA, uh, not using the coffee in it. Uh, it's a nice, nice change up from the past couple years. Um, it, it is, uh, you, like you said, though, you still get a little bit of that roasted and coffee notes, but really the hops shine a lot more through, and it's a fantastic addition to the Space Grant series, I would say. I get a lot of mango and melon in this guy. I get a lot of melon. Uh, passion fruit is the thing I get, kind of mid-palate. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, Walt set the set, yep. set us up. Uh, he just said he got here at uh, an hour earlier, thinking we were recording earlier. I think we may have for one of the holidays. Uh, so the beer has been sitting here for a little while and warmed up <laughs> from the fridge, which which is actually, uh, a, I think, a good thing. It's um, getting a lot, yeah. a lot more flavors to it than we would have if it was straight straight out of the straight out of the canning line. Which this was canned today, so if you. Uh, if you're, if you're listening on, on the day this comes out, January 6th, it'll be super, super fresh. Yeah, and we're drinking it. I mean, it's not warm or even room temperature, but, yeah, it's just been, been sitting out 15, 20 minutes. And, uh, yeah, it kind of those flavors pop a little more when a beer is warmed up just a little bit. Now, Dan, historically, I remember, and this could have been just the first couple years we did the different Space Grant Black IPAs, it always seemed that, it was maybe two or three weeks after packaging. It really kind of hit its peak flavor profile. Do you think that this is going to be similar with that high ABV and what's going on, or with with the cryo and how how you approach this? Um, is it maybe better fresh? I think um, with the cryo, uh, just our past experiences, usually those beers are at their peak sooner, but. Yeah, it's always a great thing in my experience with black IPAs is they uh, they have a lot more legs on them. Um, I remember uh, back at, at Hamburg, my old brewery up in Buffalo, we uh, cracked some of our black IPA like six months after the fact, and it was delicious. Um, it's odd. It um, there there is something where it's great, super fresh. And um, then you get that normal tail off after about six weeks. But then something weird happens where the hops come back, and I have no rational explanation for that. But uh, it, it's part of the, the thing that's really endeared me to the style uh, is that it's sort of weirdness. Despite people's uh, resistance, you know, it's almost uh, adorable how uh, people objected to this as a style, given the, the backlash against uh, hazy IPAs. And, of course, now those are ubiquitous. But, um, yeah. Why don't we see uh, more of these in the market? Is there anything uniquely like hard about brewing these kinds of beers? I do think it's, it's you have to know what you're doing with the dark malts um, in order to not make a hoppy porter or a stout style uh am i wrong in thinking that the black ipa is kind of it, it it waned there for a little bit in popularity but it's kind of on the rise a little bit i feel like i've seen more of these like recently than maybe in years past yeah it, i've seen a few of these out there um I, I think there's also a group of people who really like hoppy beers who don't necessarily like hazy beers and uh this you know along with the rise um of, of West Coast again. I think this sort of falls in that along those trends. Well, cool. got a question for all of you. I saw that. How, question, how crushable is it? 
Oh, that question. How questionable is this? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, we ask that one every week, don't we? Oh, sure. Um, I'm going to go... This is a tricky one. I'm, I'm, I want to say three, but two might be the right answer. So I'm going to go with just to, you know, why not? I'm going to go with three. Three? Three crush. Chris? I'm going to go with a two. Dan? Pretty, pretty oh. high ABV. Yeah. The, Eight, the, seven. the flavors are there. Well, and it's a lot of flavor. It's not, you're not, you're not slamming these down. No, no. Um, yeah, three. All right, I'll make it. A, I'll make. I'll, I'll round that out at a. Uh, oh, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do I'll five. I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll say it's three as well. Three, it's, uh, oh every time I'm taking a sip, I'm getting a new flavor, so I want to keep sipping it, even though it's very very rich, but it's delicious. So. All right, well, I was gonna go with the two crusher. Uh, that eight seven kind of kind of gives me pause. Uh, I I did. I have been challenging that uh, 7.5% on Lifty, as I as I mentioned last episode. It's only 8.2. I had a few of those. Oh, maybe it was transposed wrong. <laughs> so, you know, it's no, a, that's a, a light that half percent. Yeah, uh, during There's the some last-minute editing there. S- Apologies. Sl- slammed, a, slammed a few of those Lifties, yeah. but uh, I'd say 2, so that math puts us at, what, 13 divided by 5, which would be... Carry the 9. Two points, uh, and then we got two point six. Two point six. Yeah. 2. 6. And we'll round that up to a three. Well, you could round that up to a three on the. Uh, we we'll round cans. that up to a to a six. <laughs> Might yes. as well just. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, as as mentioned, this is the uh, ninth official eighth in cans of our uh, Space Grant series. So. Every year we, we do one of these beers, and as there are land-grant institutions that focus on agricultural and mechanical arts, there are also space-grant schools that have uh, aerospace studies, um, and uh, there's Urban Grant and Sea Grant, which we've done a few Sea Grant beers, which will uh, I'll tease. There's a question about a, a previous Sea Grant beer from a listener here coming up, but... Uh, as we were kind of discussing... And Sun Grant as well. Oh, and Sun Grant, yeah, yeah. our sustainability uh, series. So as we every year try to uh, name the beer after something that's happening in the, in the space news, uh, I would say, um, we've been able to... Uh, the first one that we put in cans was uh, Gravity Wave, and that was uh, something that was proven... Uh, by one of Einstein's theories, right right about the time we were we were coming up with a beer, uh, we had Binary Star a couple years back, and that was uh, th- that that had to do with uh, some gravity waves, right? Is that the yeah? Is that the one? And yeah. then mm-hmm. and then the aforementioned Godspeed uh, to honor John Glenn when he passed. Um, so it's been it's been really neat. And as we were going through this, as as someone who grew up uh, very much into astronomy and space. And, and all of that jazz, uh, I knew right away. Like when Walt was brainstorming, I'm like, "No, we got to name this after the James Webb Telescope that's been in development for a long time, and finally had been slated to launch. It had been delayed because of COVID a couple times, and then, as as mentioned, it went up in space here a little a uh, little bit ago in uh, Christmas Day, and yesterday, uh, uh, which was uh, January 4th, was a huge huge uh, um, 
milestone breakthrough so far in its deployment. It deployed the, the Sun Shield completely, which uh, I think they said is about there's over 300 points of failure uh, that could happen during its its journey from Earth to its spot at Lagrange 2. And, uh, and I think it's about two-thirds of the way through that now that the Sun Shield is deployed and the kind of next complicated maneuver is the, the, uh, the mirrors unfolding. So I think we're still a couple weeks away from it getting to its new home out there in space, but it's kind of neat, too, using the cryo hops as uh, the one of the little tidbits on this little video. There's a little nine-minute explainer video on this that uh, because it's operating in the infrared spectrum for a lot of its um, cameras, that there is uh, one of the cameras that needs to be kept so cold. I think it was 6 Kelvin, which is like 230 degrees, minus 230 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, that because it's trying to detect those signatures from so far in space, uh, it's so sensitive it would detect the own heat from the, its own camera. So it's got to, oh, wow. it's got to, it's got to keep itself really cold, and uh, like the cryo. So it's, um, I think they said it's about a hundred times more powerful than Hubble, and those were pretty amazing. I, I remember the front page of our local newspaper when the. Um, when the Hubble first images got published in the uh, Pillars of Creation is the name of that famous photo. And, um, and it's going to be really, really exciting to see a lot of the images that are coming out of the, the Webb telescope. It's saying it can see back in time. It can detect a heat signature the size of a bumblebee from the distance of the moon. So, yeah, maybe we'll get some dinosaurs or something like yeah. that on old, other planets pretty cool i really hope there's a raving band a roving uh band of dinosaurs just hanging out somewhere <laughs> the, the size of bumblebees that yeah. would make it even better <laughs> so yeah it's exciting we're uh, uh I, i'm super jazzed about it so um but on to we did have any anyone else have any thoughts on uh, the web before we get to that no. question from a listener no i guess if, if you're interested in seeing Space Grant beers from years past. We do have one of each can on display at the uh, left end of the bar at the tap room. Or you can go online, check them out. But yeah, they're there. Yeah, this this can that uh, we always uh, get it printed with the gold metallic, and it really kind of showcases the new logo. Really pops on the side of this can. This would be uh, it's it's kind of unfortunate. It's a twelve ounce can. This would have been a great one to have uh, a little more real estate because it's a it's a beautiful can as as Maybe the space car ones always are. So, well, as I as I mentioned, we had a we had a question from a listener, first time in a long time from a loyal listener of the podcast, Matt Paulson, um, and uh, his question was: I saw your twenty twenty two returning release calendar and started thinking about some of my favorite beers from the past. Any chance that Steve Z is going to make a return? Thank you, Matt. Steve Z was a logger. Mm-hmm. Tell us, Hellas logger. Stevie, Steve Z was a lot of things. It was a Hellas logger at one point. It was a Vienna logger at another point. There might have been a third iteration. I think we came out with it three years. Yeah, sounds about right. Stevesi. Is also what it would be ordered uh, at the bar. Yes, the old Stavessi. <laughs> uh, it. Um, I don't like to. 
I would say that beer is probably retired. Yeah. There's always a chance something comes out of retirement, but it's really rare. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that it'll be coming back. But we have done various things that are similar to it. Mm-hmm. Well, Skull Session is Steve's adjacent. Yeah. A bit hoppier. Um, yeah, Steve's was first brewed to build up the yeast uh, for the Baltic Porter for, uh, for uh, Deep, Deep Search. Yeah, it kept costs down. It was actually cheaper to brew that beer and buy the yeast in a 20-barrel batch than buy an 80-barrel pitch of what we needed for um, Deep Search. Now, Deep Search would be one I could see coming back maybe next winter. It's, a, it's, it's something, again, that as these porters and stouts, as we've talked about at nauseum, that we love to drink them, but we probably still have some kegs of uh, Deep Search from... 2019 <laughs> that that have been aged uh, age variants of those that uh, will pop on the board every now and again. So yeah, yeah. I mean, as we've said a lot of times, if there's a if there's a beer that a lot of people like, just send in, and you know, it might it might be able to show up on the on the pilot system at minimum. But we we also like seeing some of the throwback beers. I know it's funny. There we get. A handful of emails, and it seems like it's one of those uh, statements that gets thrown a lot, thrown around a lot. Like, hey, everyone wants to see Greenskeeper again, or where's Greenskeeper? And it's really only about like four or five people that email us, but they email us a lot about it. And and, and <laughs> folks that I mean, and, and and people have their favorite beers, and um, so that that's one I think uh, a lot of people are excited. Uh, to see return those four or five people that that have emailed us because again I've I've gone on these rants many times there w- there there weren't that many people actually buying that beer so yeah that's always uh, that's always our favorite thing to say if you wanted that beer to come back out <laughs> again you should have bought a lot more of it but yeah. <laughs> oh sure with all that said come down to the tap room this uh, beer is available currently. Um, on tap and in cans it should be in and around columbus here starting maybe the end of this week but most likely uh next week and uh probably find it a little bit up in cleveland out in dayton and are are, uh sprinkled in you can always go to langrantbrewing.com and check out our beer finder under the beers menu if you were not familiar with that if you uh, go to the beers navigation there's a little beer finder put in your zip code uh, say you don't live in Columbus and you want to see if there's a store near you that might carry uh, one of the beers. Uh, if it's something that we self-distribute to, we'll get you directly to those stores. Uh, otherwise, we'll point you in the direction of our, our distributors in the in those areas. And uh, you can reach out to them or call your local store and say, hey, we want some land grant. Then, they, then those stores email us and say, hey, our customers say we want some land grant. And then we, we figure it out. Yeah. And we send them to our distributor. It's a uh, pretty limited batch, so if you want some, head down to the tap room is what I would say. There you go. Not too much, though. I'm going to drink a lot of this. Like, less than half, but... <laughs> Get down here before Dan gets a hold of it all. Yeah, or or uh, people, people from NASA and the European Space Agency mm-hmm. and the Canadian Space... Oh, we did program. have we did have Qbert in there. I don't know if we have a Qbert can on display over there, so there might be this might be the tenth. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I just counted the cans. I didn't actually look at them. 
All right. Who knows? Well, well what's going on here at the Land Grant Taproom and Beer Garden this winter? Oh, quite a bit, as usual. Um, curling and the igloos are available for reservation. And uh, if you come on down and we have one that's not reserved, you can check in at the bar and sit outside in the beer garden in the igloo and with your best friends and stay warm and cozy out there. Um, but yeah, head to landgrantbrewing.com slash winter for all of this info, um, including how to make reservations. Um, nothing out of the ordinary going on tonight, but uh, it is Thursday, so Ray Race is open as they are uh, Thursday through Sunday every week here. Uh, they were just voted Columbus Underground's number one food truck, so that's pretty cool. And our and then that segues right into our Wednesday truck, Two Fat Indians. They were number three on that list. Um, so a couple great food truck options down here. Um, Tuesdays we have uh, tortilla uh, Mexican street food down here as well. Uh, so come down and uh, check out our food trucks. They're great. Um, this Sunday, Browns play the division champion Cincinnati Bengals. So come down and join all the Bengals fans as they revel in their championship and play the Browns. Um, and eat some Ray Rays, drink some beer. Um, just kidding. There won't probably won't be any Bengals fans here because they're no. There's just, usually like one or two, and they're a company. They're they're in the group of the like. When I've been down here for Browns games, there'll be a group of like eight Browns fans, and they have one Bengals fan yeah. with them wearing their jersey. So they yeah. just scream "Who day" mm-hmm. like repeatedly. <laughs> So come down and, and watch the last Browns game um, and the Bengals warm up for the playoffs. So we got that going. Um, let's see here. I'm kind of jumping around. Well, Monday um, nights Monday we got Euchre. Euchre yeah, yeah um, with our, our friends Yellow Brick Pizzas uh, supplying pizza for participants. Uh, if you're interested in playing Euchre, your best bet is just come on down. Um, and uh, hopefully you can sub in for a team. There's usually a few slots open um, from week to week. Uh, play starts at 6, get here early, get your name on the list, and play Euchre with us. We do that every Monday. Um, hey, and now that it's actually winter here in central Ohio, we have a frozen sheet of ice out there. Yeah. And uh, we've had a lot of requests about people saying this would be fun to do as a as a league, something to do oh, on, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. on nights here uh, in the wintertime. So we threw up a uh, two two different nights you can choose Tuesday night or Wednesday night starting next week actually uh, limited to 10 teams per session starting at six we may add another session depending on how many people sign up but it's going to go for uh, I think the Tuesday nights is nine weeks Wednesday nights are eight weeks because we have a big party with our friends at American Outlaws when the U.S. Men's National Team comes back January 26th. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun here. A uh, little Ron Robin. It's a significant deal. You don't even have to sign up just to be there every week. Get a group of four, five, six, seven, however many friends mm-hmm. you may have, and uh, you don't and, and and rotate who who comes out. But a lot of fun prizes at the end of the season, and uh, just something to do here during the winter outside uh, here in Central Ohio. And other than that. Yeah, the only thing we missed was Tuesday Trivias with Travis. Yeah. So that's two, 6 to 8 in the tap room. And as I mentioned, Tortilla Street Food here on Tuesday nights. So come get a burrito, have some beer, play some trivia. And, uh, and yeah, I, th- I think that's the, that's the rundown for now. It's the rundown. So next week we are going to be talking about a return of a uh, favorite beer from around here, from a uh, favorite walk-on at The Ohio State University uh, honoring... Uh, the club trill 
Amber Ale. And uh, so excited to have that. Um, got some got some news with with, uh, with with all the craziness and COVID going on. Our our event with 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 Mark has been uh, delayed. Yeah, we'll figure something uh, fun figure. to do out. But yeah, he wasn't. He was planning on flying out, but with everything, um, we're gonna we're gonna put the brakes on that for now. But we'll, we'll probably we'll, we'll try to get him uh, dialed into the podcast next week remotely. It'd be fun to talk and catch up with him uh, as uh, college basketball is in full swing. Unfortunately for Chris's Boilermakers, didn't have the the greatest outing against the Badgers the other night. So. No, unfortunately, I couldn't watch it, but I did see the final score and not exactly what we wanted. But uh, we always uh, always do well at the end of the season. I'm not too worried. A lot of, lot of basketball left. Sometimes it takes a while to get a boil going. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Look at this guy. Those jokes. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in this week. Hope to see you down here at the tap room. Pick yourself up a six-pack of the web Space Grant Black IPA. We're gonna uh, we'll put a little link to the little explainer video on, so you can learn about the uh, the, the Web Space Telescope and, mm-hmm. and all its fun things. That'll be on uh, the podcast description and, and most likely on the uh, post on social with this uh, with this here uh, episode. So again, thank you for tuning in and look forward to seeing you down here at 424 West Town Street. Make sure to tip your bartenders. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Out. Oh.